Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, Gems. Welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. Welcome to the show. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Well, my name is Shanta Jackson, and I am the author of the Journal of a Woman with Lived Experiences, a 21-day guided journal. And um, basically, my mission in life is to help people to help themselves and others. And um, in addition to to writing and, and public speaking and and what I like to consider myself as doing as serving as a leader, I also, um, I'm a consultant. I have my own business. I'm 100% self-employed and I help organizations across the country to implement socially conscious initiatives. And so I'm one of those people where um, I, I, I like to help and provide uh, resources and services and ideas to those in need. And so I just kind of help people with strategies, um, community engagement, stakeholder engagement, or even sometimes evaluation. So that's what I do professionally. That's a lot of hats you're wearing. You, you're an author, you're a consultant, you're helping, um, you're helping businesses around the nation as well as it sounds like speaking is too, right? Did I get that right? Yes. And it's actually my clients are um, typically nonprofit organizations uh, such as um, like a, a, a nonprofit schools, institutions of higher learning, um, not more so opportunity to work with unless they have like a nonprofit arm or division of their company. But it's usually nonprofits. It's, it's a lot of mission focused work that I that I do that I help to support. I love that. It, it sounds like it falls right in line with your mission, your mission of helping people help themselves and others, right? If you're working with nonprofits specifically. Yes, that's right. And um, the reason why I decided to write a book, I always thought I would write something professionally. And um, I'm, I have this, um, let's see, I know I'm pausing a lot, but no, you're good. I have this, um, sometimes we have like this mask or this identity of who we are, this, you know, this professional identity. And a lot of people, um, I, I have certain goals and things that I want to accomplish. And I know that I am succeeding in what it is that I'm choosing to do. And I don't like to label myself as being successful because I I feel like I have more to do and I have more to accomplish. However, I do understand that in the eyes of others that I can be seen as a successful person, as a successful woman. And maybe I'm downplaying myself. However, what I wanted to do is I, I, for my for the rest of like my next endeavor, what I wanted to do was kind of step out of that professional realm. And I wanted to show people who Shanta Jackson, the individual is, and the things that I um, go through mentally, um, my, uh, the things that I've, that I think the things that I've gone through, um, 
I, my vulnerability, I'm displaying that. And then also I'm demonstrating my resilience and I'm hoping to serve as a model for other women to say, you know what, I've gone through these things personally and professionally. And I've, uh, and I've, um, uh, I, I've, I've achieved and, um, I want to help you by just being transparent and just sharing some of my dilemmas, some of my, um, some of my victories as well. And so that way, I think that's my way of kind of helping people. So I kind of wanted to step outside of Shanta Jackson, the professional and show people my, my journey of what I've done. And then also join me now on my journey of, of how I am growing. And so we can grow together. I love that you mentioned, you know, stepping away from not that your professional career isn't significant and important, but not getting maybe caught up in that identity or being so attached to that identity that you aren't continuing to allow yourself to evolve, to grow, to be, you know, genuinely and authentically yourself. And I think it I think it was Lisa Nichols who said, you know, whenever people introduce her, she like closes her ears or whatever, because she doesn't want to get so, so big headed that she doesn't realize that there's still more things that she has left to do. And so you mentioning that, you know, it's not that you're downplaying yourself, but you know that your work's not done yet. You know, you still have, you still have other people that you want and need to help. And your book, it sounds like goes beyond um, just the professional realm, but helping people individually as themselves as humans honoring who they are in their in their journey and in their process yes and um actually with the book um they're my personal journal entries and normally what i would do is i would journal and throw them away and i would throw them away out of shame embarrassment guilt i didn't want anyone to see what i wrote and then um one day i just had this aha moment and I think this is around the, the same time where I decided, you know what, I want to showcase Shanta Jackson, the individual. And um, so I decided not to throw them away. And so my, my, the, the journal entries, there's 21 journal entries. They were not written for this book. I, um, I read my journal entries and, and, I, and I assigned themes to them. So one, uh, um, one theme is the power of storytelling. We have, um, manifesting love, positive affirmations, expressing, expressing gratitude, life visioning. And so I would read the journals and I would say, hmm, that's a spontaneous thought. And so what I do in the book is I explain each, I introduce the topic and I explain based off of my experience, my professional expertise, and then based off of research that I've done, I explain the topic. So for example, I um, explain the benefits of expressing gratitude. There are health and benefits and not just um, mental health, but also physical health um, benefits of expressing gratitude. And so I explain that. And then I share my personal journal entry. And then after my personal journal entry, I, um, provide a prompt for the reader in the form of a question. And then there's actual space in the book for you, the reader to write. That is really, that really sounds great because I think that people get either, I don't know about confused, but um, stuck is maybe a better word. Feeling like journaling has to look one way. And there's so many different options for journaling, so many different ways that you can use it to help you. And so pretty much it sounds like 
your book is not only like educating people and sharing your story and you using transparency to help people connect with themselves, but also kind of providing a framework for them to try journaling in a different way. Yes. And for those that don't know how to journal and who want to start, this is the perfect book for them. A lot of counselors, life uh, coaches and, and uh, therapists um, and, and social workers, we sometimes we recommend with our clients or, or our patients that they actual journal but a lot of people are not provided with the guidance that they need. And in developing the book, I actually went to the store. I went to various stores, bookstores, Target, um, major chains. And I, I, I looked at guided journals. And while they were good, there, it was, it, it was, this is unique. It, you don't have too many people actually sharing their, their personal journal entries. And um, it is a framework. And, um, and this, and the, and the framework can actually be modified into like a workshop. So my, my background, um, I didn't mention this earlier, but I have a master in public of master of public health degree in social and behavioral health. And so my background is I'm a health educator by training, my formal training uh, or my, my beginning stages of my career in public health was in, um, in health education. So curriculum development. And um, so this book can also, uh, it can, uh, be used for individuals as a um, as a, a, a self therapy tool, not to replace therapy. And I know a lot of people are not ready for therapy. And this book may help to prompt the reader and say, you know what, I think it's time for me to seek professional help. My um, my first journal entry, I actually open up with sharing a story of um, it's a, it's a, it's it's a, a trauma. Uh, a trauma story or traumatic experience that I had, but it's also a story of me owning my own story and there's power in storytelling. And it's also a demonstration of resilience. When I was 19, I had a boyfriend and um, I was a freshman in college in my second semester. And my boyfriend had five kids from a previous relationship and I married him when I was 21. So I was 21 in college undergrad with five stepchildren and the relationship that I was in was very it was unhealthy it was unhealthy and unbalanced this was an individual that would treat me nice so nice but at the same time be so cruel to me so there was a lot of um, verbal uh, abuse control and sometimes even physical abuse and the very last night that we were together I actually slept in the bed with my shoes on because I wasn't allowed to leave the house. And the next day he left to go somewhere. I, I think maybe he went to get something to eat. And I snuck out of the house with my son. At the time, my son was about um, about one and a half years old. And I snuck out the house. And I, and I didn't have time to pack and, you know, pack my social security card, my, my clothing, computers, or anything like that. So I just grabbed what I could at the time. And I left and I walked away and, and here I am today. And so that's why I, I'm sharing this story because one, I want to model to women and say, you know what, if I know that there are some people in, in similar situations now, and if I can do it, I know sometimes we want to plan and we think it's not the best time to leave, but if I can do it, so can you and, and just go and everything will work out fine. But then also I share this personal story is because 
when I, um, when I look back, so journaling is a form of self-assessment. And when I look back on my journal entries, I notice a lot that I talk about love and relationships. I'm single and I'm dating. So I also wanted to provide some type of context for the reader to understand me when you are reading the journal entry. So you can have an understanding of why I think the way that I do. Wow. You know, I, I, I was wondering where the title of your book came from, a journal of a woman with lived experiences, right? And you just answered it, right? Like mm-hmm. you've had some, some, some lived experiences that have contributed to shaping you into the person you are today. And I think that it takes, I know that it takes a lot of courage and bravery and strength to be able to be transparent, not knowing how you'll be received to be able to share the things that you just shared now and that I, I, I assume are in your journal entries in your book. And I think that there's a societal a misconception that vulnerability equals weakness. But I think that it takes so much strength to be able to be vulnerable, to be transparent. And that's what it sounds like you're demonstrating through your book and through your work. Yes, thank you for that. And that's the intent. And I appreciate the interpretation as well. So, I mean, I can only imagine, you've already kind of told us some, but what what are some of your greatest lessons um, learned thus far? In life in general? Yeah, you get to choose if it's in life or if it's in work. I think, and just in life, um, I've learned to just go with the flow. We um, We can plan and... And we always grow, we're, we're changing, and, and there's nothing wrong with change as long as you're changing for the better. But some things we just can't control. Look at the situation that we're in right now with COVID-19. There's, no matter how many control factors and measures you put into place, there's some things in life that you can't control. So just be the best person that you can, make the best decisions for yourself, and um, just kind of go with the flow and be open to um, a little transition here or there or, if you, or, you know, just be flexible in life in general. And I think that applies with business, with our personal relationships, um, uh, whether it's an intimate relationship or a relationship with our parents or our children. You know, we all grow and we all change. And so not everything is just as is and, that, and that's it. So just be flexible and, and grow and understand and just and be a, more aware of that. And um, I and I guess that's um, that could be explained as having an increase of emotional intelligence, right? If you're you're more aware of how you're changing, of of how you're evolving, and how you're responding to the world around you. Yeah, I love that you mention flexibility because I think that it's an underrated skill, and it can be applied to every aspect of your life, as you mentioned, your relationships, your professional career, your, your personal, you know, well-being, your mindset and everything. And the next question is, you know, what brings you the most joy in life? But a part of me wonders if being able to have a certain amount of flexibility allows you to enjoy life more because the little things that happen or big things, you know, what we're dealing with right now is a big thing. The big things that happen, yes, they matter and they affect us. But at the end of the day, maybe you're still able to have joy in the small things or in your, you know, in the piece of your home because you're flexible. And so um, 
I'm sure you have a different answer for what brings you the most joy, but I just love that you mentioned flexibility. Yes. And, and before I answer the question about what brings me joy or the most joy, I just had like a quick epiphany, um, flexibility and the opposite of that. I, in my mind, the word control popped up. And so control, I think if I'm thinking about it, I think I've probably missed out on opportunities for healthy or robust relationships or experiences because I of because I was not willing to let go of control. Like I wanted to control the situation, the conversation, the dynamics, the con you know of everything, the context. And so I I'm, I just thought about that when you were talking about flexibility. I'm thinking the opposite of that, and I think I and I can admit that to myself. And I'm just processing it right now as we speak that I've yeah. probably and I know I have I've missed out on opportunities because I couldn't control the situation. Hmm. Um, wow. But to answer your question about what brings me the most joy, I guess um, just being able, just the fact that I guess my visions and and my ideas, the fact that I've come to um, peace with myself to to accept that you know I that I'm not I'm different from what I was a month ago. I'm different. I guess this goes back to flexibility, but I think it allows me to be a visionary and that gives me something to look forward to. Um, And, and what brings me the most joy, I guess, in addition to that would be my relationship with my son. I have a 15 year old son and um, just the joy in watching him grow and develop and the things that not that necessarily the things that I've taught him, but the things that I've modeled for him, I can see it playing out. And I can um, kind of foresee who he will be as an adult based off of who he is now. So I, I'm looking forward to that, too. So for me, I'm, I'm, a, I'm definitely a planner and a visionary. I have to do more, a better job of living in the moment. But to answer your question, what keeps me going is the possibilities of the things that I imagine, the things that I could do. And so I look forward to, um, to achieving those things. So it, every day I, I have something to work towards. That's really beautiful because, you know, I think as a parent, you know, you hope that you're making whatever the right means, the right decisions or the most helpful and healthy decisions in in steering your child in, in the direction where they're going to be a productive, you know, um, contributing member of society. And I think that, as you mentioned, you know, watching your son grow up and the evidence of the things that you've instilled in him uh, playing out maybe in your experiences together or in your conversations or how you see him handle himself um, in interactions is like the evidence, right? The confirmation that the things that you've done and the things that you do are all the right things. Now, no one's perfect, but you know what I mean? Like that it's, it's, it's what he needs and it's helping him to become a, a good human. Yes. And then also I can see some of the negative things where it's like, okay, I know what I'm telling him and I know what I'm saying. However, I know mm-hmm. I'm modeling something different. And if I don't change this now, he, it might, I, I have time. I still have time while he's, while he's in my household to correct that, to correct this behavior. But I, but let me think about this behavior. Why is he doing it? I'm somehow demonstrating that it's acceptable. Yeah, I love that. 
it's always a process of self-evaluation and, and, and readjustment, right? That's that flexibility. You have to be able to, to adjust as you go and knowing that adjusting doesn't mean that you were bad. It just means that now you know something different to try. Yes, yes. So I'm sure you've had your fair share of trials and tribulations in life. And one of the main things that I see leads people to counseling um, or to struggling in general is feeling stuck um, or defeated without knowing like what to do next. So if there's been a time um, where you felt stuck or lost, what was it that helped you to manage that situation? Spirituality, prayer, just faith. Um, mm-hmm. One, I'm an entrepreneur, self-employed, 100% self-employed. I'm my only source of income. And um about a year and a half ago, actually twice, I, I've had as little as $9 in my checking account. One time I had $9 and another time I had $12 mm-hmm. in my checking account. And I still have, I have bills and, and everything that I have to pay just like everyone else, every other adult. And I just, what could you do? I, I, I didn't know what to do. So all I could do was get on the floor and I have this spot in my room and I just prayed and I just cried. And, but at the same time I expressed gratitude and I said, thank you. And this is me. And, and for those who are listening, who are not necessarily um, religious or you would consider yourself spiritual, I still believe that the energy that you put out, it comes back towards you into the universe. And so even though I was down and out to my very last, didn't know how I was going to get money. Um, I still was expressing gratitude and, um, and what I've learned is that things always work out and I kept going and I kept working as if I had thousands of dollars in my bank account. And I actually, uh, a few months before had secured a speaking engagement. So I, it was prepaid and I had enough money on a credit card to get something to eat. And I actually had to fly across country to do a speaking engagement and I got a check that day. And then hmm. while I was on that trip, um, I checked my email. I submitted a bid for a contract with the Maryland Department of Health. And I got that contract. I got notification while I was there that I received the contract. And that contract gave me enough money to where if I, even if I didn't make money for six months, I could survive. Yeah. Wow. So um, I hope I answered your question. <laughs> Yes, yes, that was great. I mean, you know, when you're in a place that you don't know what to do next, sometimes you just need to, to be still. And it sounds like in having that place where you're able to cultivate your spirituality and, and connect with your creator is kind of being able to take a moment to, to connect back to source, which will help for you to be filled up for you to know that really at the end of the day, everything is going to be taken care of, right? Because if anyone that believes in, you know, a higher power, whatever that looks like for them, um, almost need not worry, but we're human. So you know what I mean? So we, so we do at times kind of think like, okay, I don't know what I'm going to do in this situation, or I don't know how this is going to, how this is going to pan out. But if you feel like you are um, a part of something bigger than yourself, then you're always covered. Just like, you know, you're always taking care of your son. You know yeah. what I mean? And 
for him, you know that he has nothing to worry about. But for him, he might be thinking that whatever, you know, he might worry about little things here and there. And you're like, what are you worrying about? Like, you're taking care of, you know what I mean? And so I think that for us, we kind of have that same, that same um, opportunity to, to sometimes not forget, but be disconnected or to, to, to kind of be at the the 11th hour, like, all right, I don't know how this is going to go, but I'm going to, I'm going to wait and I'm going to be patient and, and rely on, um, you know, rely on my faith to pull me through. And it sounds like that's worked out in your favor. But also you have to couple that faith with action. And I think that's what faith is. I think always, it's Mm -hmm. not just waiting for something good to happen or hoping or praying for something good to happen. It's action. So the only reason I got those results is because I did something. I I didn't know what the outcome would have been. And I, and I did it being Mm -hmm. hopeful, but you still have to keep going. You still have to keep moving. And sometimes we get depressed or we get in our moods. I do get in my mood. Sometimes I just, I want to quit. So I, and this happened, especially now um, with COVID-19. Um, I, I hated my business last Monday. I hated my business. And then I was okay mm. a couple of days later. And then today I love it. And I'm <laughs> talking to people like you. And, and I just got off a call. And I'm, and I'm meeting people across the country who are passionate about helping, about helping others. And I'm learning from them. And I'm learning how to better uh, manage my time and, and organizations. And, and so I'm feeding just – I'm, I'm – providing I'm sharing advice but I'm also receiving it receiving it and so I'm, I'm in a good space but sometimes I get in that space where it's just like oh I don't want to do this why am I doing this why am I doing this to myself it would be so much easier if I just got a regular job or or even with promoting my book you know who am I I'm not a, you mentioned Lisa Nichols earlier and she's one of my mentors She's never met mm-hmm. me, but she's my mentor. And I know. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, you know, sometimes I, I'll i um, have that negative talk to myself and say, you know, who am I? Um, why would people want to listen to me? But then at the same time, I have to, I have to reverse that and, and give myself that positive talk. It's like I have two people. I have like on my left shoulder, there's that one person that might want to say something negative to herself. But then I have the coach. I, 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 I've... Um, somehow mastered self-motivation, self-coaching, even though, like you said, we're human and we have our moments, but I've been able to figure out how to pick myself up and, and to keep, right, and to keep going. That. And, and that's the purpose, again, of this, of this book, this guided journal. We're all in different spaces and different places. It's a 21-day guided journal, but it's not intended for you to start at journal entry number one and then do two and three you can kind of skip through the book it depends on your mood and but the idea is for you to um self-reflect and for the things that are in your mind or the things that you don't even know what's in your subconscious for you to write them down and we're going through it together i'm sharing my personal story so hopefully you're connecting with me and it's and it's truth and i've been getting really good feedback but then also I'm helping you and I'm talking to you and providing space and um, for you to share your personal experiences with yourself or your personal thoughts or your wishes or your visions or, or things that you think you should probably improve on. I love that. That's really, that's really impactful. And I think that, you know, anyone that's listening to this that applies what you're saying 
will will experience the benefits of that. You know what I'm saying? And and to take it to the next level, to be able to have the journal to physically, you know, use as their framework, it, it would just yield even better results. Mm-hmm. You know what I yes, mean? Yeah. So how about you let us know where we can get your your book at and how we can support you before we wrap okay. up. So the book is available only at shantajackson.com. And um, I know you'll have a link in the podcast, but again, shantajackson.com. And then also you can follow me on Instagram at the Shanta Jackson. And um, I'm not hard to find. You can email me. Um, I, I look forward to any communication. And if you're ever, if anyone's ever interested in, in hosting a virtual book discussion or book reading, I'm also open to that as well. Ooh, that sounds fun. Okay. So y'all heard, she says she's not hard to find. Go and find her, reach out, um, make sure that you, you know, take this as an opportunity to, if you feel like this episode resonated with you at all, if you feel like anything that, you know, Shanta said hit home for you, that maybe this is an opportunity for you to connect with someone um, that can help you kind of, you know, maybe not necessarily have to work one-on-one together, but to be able to get her book, to understand her journey a little bit more and what's helped her to get to where she's at. And so I'll make sure to have all that stuff linked down in the show notes for everyone to have. And the last question is, you know, for someone that's really struggling and kind of dealing with, you know, the, I don't want to say angel and devil, but you had mentioned kind of having those two, those two voices, dealing with that inner critic, dealing with, you know, the not so good self-talk, what would you advise as far as living a more fulfilling, um, satisfying life? Be intentional and just take it one step at a time. One thing that I like to do is I go on YouTube and I listen to meditation music and I'll just do it for um, a few minutes. Um, not even every morning. And I tell, and I say positive things to myself. One of the activities that I recommend in the book is to write a note to yourself and to remind yourself to every day. And I got this from Lisa Nichols to say what you are grateful for and write those things down. And and it's okay to even repeat that. So sometimes when we think negative or or when we're down, um, sometimes it's a result of a habit because you think that one day, one day, and then the next day, and and it, it becomes a habit. But just like negative things can become a habit, so can positive things. And I think it's important for us to reinforce those positive messages to ourselves. Write down notes to yourself and post them on your wall. I have a note right now that I'm reading that I that I'm looking at right now. It says, You are Shanta Jackson. I am Shanta Jackson. Be proud, smile, own it. Look at what you've done. Wow. Yeah, I think that that is a great takeaway that everyone could implement. And even just like you said, you don't have to come up with something new every day. You could have the same, the same sticky note for six years and it could still, it could still really make a difference in your life. You know what I mean? And so I love that you mentioned that being intentional, you know, committing to yourself and reminding yourself of who you are. And so I just really want to take a moment to appreciate you, Shanta, for coming on the show, sharing your gems, and, you know, being willing to, to be vulnerable and open to this conversation. It really is. Thank you, I really appreciate you. And I, um, I want to commend you as well. I really like the service that you offer pay as you uh, pay what you can for the 30 minute consultation. I really think that's a good idea. And that's something that I will promote as well. 
Yeah, I think that, you know, you have to take into consideration that everyone's in different circumstances and, and you can never tell. And so I think that a part of, you know, being able to position yourself when you take on as your mission to be a helper in whatever way that looks like, it then becomes a responsibility to make yourself accessible. And so um, everyone that I work with or the people that I work with um, may or may not be affected in different ways. And I'm not in their bank account, girl. I don't know. So I'm not going to limit myself in being able to help people. And I also don't want people to feel like they can't at least reach out and start having a conversation. Because just like you said, someone may not be able not be ready for therapy just yet, but they might need a conversation. They might need some support. You know, that's where your journal comes in. That's where a 30 minute consult comes in to pay what you can. And so I appreciate that you, you know, that you saw that, um, and that you might, you know, try it out and see, see what, yes, what it yields. Thank you. Thank you so much. Again, everyone, I'm not hard to find shantajackson.com. And I look, I look forward to connecting with you all. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.